Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast training camp edition. Day two of camp, first practice. Not quite as exciting as we were hoping because the weather didn't cooperate today. Didn't really feel like training camp. Felt more like OTAs or mini camp. Even Falou said that afterwards. Um, but still an eventful day. Contract extension for Cole Komet. Adam Hogmark, Carmen, Nicholas Moriano with you here. Appreciate everyone being with us as we roll on through the start of training camp. What's up, guys? Gentlemen, good to see you. I thought, uh, you know, it wasn't the day that we were expecting to see him outside, and but I was very entertained by Nicholas Moriano not having a umbrella and struggling and whining on Twitter. And then I thought I did a great video from my car just saying that I didn't need to go in and see what we are we're going to see, which was Justin Fields having a great day today. Cole Komet catching some passes, Darnell Mooney doing the same. We all we all knew it was going to happen, right? This team's just coming together. But my reaction to Cole Komet, has there ever been a more universal, good vibing bear right now where everybody literally wanted the dude signed? He wanted to sign here. The bear signed him. Everybody thought this was going to happen. And listening to Komet talk about, it, I guess there was some stress around it, but it doesn't feel surprising. It feels logical. And just a very solid piece that the Bears have going forward. He wanted to be here. The Bears wanted him, and they got it done. Yeah, it was nice to see that extension happen. Just happened during the middle of practice, but it, he's obviously a piece that you know Justin Fields is going to utilize this season. The Bear, a homegrown guy getting this dream, you know, extension to stay with the Bears. It's awesome to see for Cole Komet. Only thing that wasn't awesome was me, like you said, Mark, forgetting my umbrella, walking through that torrential downpour, but. We made it work. We were covering it. We had all angles covered there at uh, first practice at Hell's Hall. It took me three different, well, two different buses. So, but I got in there dry, completely dry. So I don't know what you guys are complaining about. I don't know what monsoon Nick was even in. I literally changed my socks outside of your house because yeah. they were still wet. It was it was crazy. I, for the record, I walked in right on time. It was supposed to, we were supposed to go into the Walter Payton Center at 10 o'clock. I walked right to the center. I was the only one there because all you need to take a bus there because you're soft. I, I'm there. Or I'm, because Bear security made everyone do that. And you violated the rules and should have been kicked off the premises. That's one take. My take is that I just <laughs> did the logical thing. It's raining. Why would I walk all the way over there when I have to go over here? So I'm going to come in and go here. And then I was by myself and I'm like, well, why don't I just cover this thing by myself and you all could just take the day off? It was a, it was a lovely experience for a month. I was so peaceful. Me and me and the Bears was I was hanging out. All right, I'd like to address Bragg's uh, complaining about me wearing a hoodie, um, which is just ridiculous because I'm wearing brick by brick. I'm trying to promote that we have a sale going on right now, and your brick by brick shirt is for sale. Complaint. I actually don't have the t-shirt version, but I wanted to show people what the design looked like. So I put the hoodie on. I'm trying to promote not only CHO's awesome brand and awesome merch, but Bragg's his own stupid slogan, brick by brick. And he's mad about me wearing the hoodie. Just called out the hoodie. Now saying he's not complaining after being called out. Listen, there there are a couple of words that I have for Greg Braggs outside of I love Greg Braggs. And those words are snake in the grass. He he will come and get you in ways. If you if you if you do something to Greg, he's going to try and dunk on you as hard as he possibly can. But then he he'll come well, back. Like he the, did on the White Sox last night. Yeah. Enjoy I mean, your there victory. It is. Last time I heard you talk smack about the Sox, your team lost twenty of their next twenty eight games. So we'll see how. 
this goes for the Cubs. Yeah, and I would also say to any Cub fan who's gloating over beating the White Sox, get over 500 first uh, and and be relative, or even be remotely interesting, um, which I am. All right, uh, yeah. well, let's dive into the day. It was an eventful day. Best and worst as we start all these training camp shows. Nick, let's start with you. Your best and worst from the first practice of training camp. Yeah, let's start with the best. And unfortunately for Darnell Mooney, he didn't get to really participate in all the practice. But the first rep he gets in on seven and sevens, he's lined up across from Tyreek Stevenson, runs a beautiful slant route, breaking and just planting his foot, playing the ankles and breaking Tyreek Stevenson's ankles, getting wide open, securing the catch. So I think it just shows, uh, one, the trust he has to make a break like that. And he talked about it. Uh, later in his press conference, but that was really nice to see just from uh, Darnell Mooney to make a play like that. Yeah, that play stood out to me too because we were what we were waiting. I think all of us were. When is Mooney going to get an opportunity to actually scrimmage here? Because they were holding him back, and he, uh, in his presser today, was underlining that it's good that they're doing that, holding me back, just looking out for me. So that was kind of reassuring to hear that he's chomping at the bit but the bears are just being cautious which makes a whole lot of sense but that play like i didn't realize it was against tyreek stevenson there's part of it it's like oh no i mean tyreek just got shook like i mean it was he did one but it was such a super sharp cut so let's not have any tyreek stevenson angst calm and just celebrate the mooney move but for me it was, it was fields was exactly doing what i was hoping i would see which it wasn't just dj Moore, dj Moore, dj Moore. everybody was catching the ball today um so you were we're seeing Mooney, we're seeing Tyler Scott, we're seeing EQ getting shots, we're we're seeing Robert Tunyon catch uh, touchdown passes. I mean, it was all over the field today. So that uh, I'm is confused. It, is this your best? Is this your worst? That's my best. Okay, that's what I thought we were doing. We're not doing best. <laughs> you just named seven players. Well, I just but I'm, I'm just naming I'm, I'm naming the distribution of football. Okay. That's my best. And your worst. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to forgive mine. Uh, my my worst. There wasn't a lot of worst today, but there was a lot of bobbles. Uh, people were having. T- Tyler Scott had another drop. I'm I'm begging for that to come up, and he he keeps dropping footballs, so that's making me a little bit nervous. I guess Kari Blazigan bobbling the football doesn't matter a whole lot, but I'm like, please, just can we can we make it easier on Justin Fields? Let's all let's let's catch footballs when they're thrown to us. So there was just bobbles all over the field today. Uh, which was, I guess, my worst. If uh, and, and I thought that Fields, to add on to that, just at times, I thought he was holding on to it just a trifle bit long, which I was sitting there, get rid of it, let's go. So those would be my my combo worst. Our guy, Nick, buying a brick-by-brick brick shirt. Boom. Let's go. Way to go, Nick. 50% yeah. off right now in the CHGO locker. Um, My best, look, I, I said it a couple days ago, I just want to see Justin Fields dominate training camp. Great first day. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought he was sharp. I thought, you know, there's a couple passes here and there that were maybe slightly behind. Uh, one of those was to Mooney. There there was one that was thrown like a, it was like a swing pass in the backfield to uh, Deontay Foreman. Deontay yeah. Foreman. He, he caught it, but he kind of fell down because it was thrown behind him. Like, so those are the little things if you want to nitpick. But overall, very few footballs on the ground today, which I thought was great. Um, I thought, you know, and I thought the offense was executing pretty well. There weren't pre-snap. There was one pre-snap penalty, I think, and I'd love to see the film on that because it looked like maybe the defense jumped off sides on that play anyway. Um, 
So it was a relatively clean day. And a lot of times when you start camp, things can be a little sloppy and it wasn't. So I think it was a great start for Justin Fields. That's my best. Um, the worst is the balls that we did see on the ground. A couple of those were fumbles after the catch by mm -hmm. wide receivers. Joe Reed having one of those. Uh, Simba Webster having one of those. Did not like to see that, especially because they were in the red zone. So uh, if there was one area of the offense that needed to be cleaned up going into day two, it would be that. Yeah, real quickly, guys, my worst, I didn't even mention my my first part here, but it was Tyreek Stevenson having kind of a down day. Like you saw some big plays getting completed against him. The DJ Moore play down the right sideline, deep ball that was against Tyreek Stevenson. You also saw uh, the one against Darnell Mooney. EQ also be beats Tyreek Stevenson. But I think it was the very first play Tyreek actually had a good plan, Chase Claypool. But outside of that, it was kind of a little bit of a downhill day for Tyreek. But that's going to happen. You're a rookie going up against some some talented wide receivers. So we'll see for a, for a bounce back from Tyreek Stevenson. Claypool, you know, was they didn't give him a ton of reps today, but uh, he did have a great press conference, which we'll get to. I thought he was I thought he was very impressive speaking to the media today. I actually thought he looked good too. He beat Kyler Gordon on the yeah. inside breaking route for a touchdown, and, so it looked good. And, and I did, I did notice his energy a bunch too. Like he was out there hyping everybody up. It, it, it seems like there is a chemistry that has been built with in that wide receiver room with, with Chase that that was not there last year. So that was encouraging to see as well. Yeah. So, um, but the big news of the day came in the middle of practice, um, which was kind of interesting to see. People react. I noticed Ryan Poles look at his cell phone just moments after Adam Schefter tweeted out the news. Um, so that was probably a realization that it went uh, went out there and got public. Um, but Cole Komet gets the big extension, four years, $50 million. Um, this was the one that we have been uh, speculating would come first. It is technically um, Ryan Poles' first extension that he's handed out to a Bears player. But uh I mean there's been some guys resigned in, in here and I don't know if EQs was an extension. Like that little like one year that doesn't count. Yeah. It's, Let's it's make like, that not it's count. like a million yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I that's why I, I thought about like because I know that was being talked about in the media work work room. Like, oh I kind of forgot about that. That is one. an extension. Yeah. I guess, but it's the big, this is like though. a real, this is like a real extension. Like you're locking up one of your core players a long term. Um, so cool. what, what do you guys think? I just, you know, we've, we've been sitting here with the bears having the most money still available, 30 some odd million going into today. And how are they going to use it? Clearly they were holding money back for some extensions. When was it going to come down? And, it was interesting for me just to hear Komet talk about saying that he was like the last couple of days were, were a little bit nerve wracking, whether it was going to get done or not, which to me, if I was him like, I'm, uh, this is getting done when, and, and, you know, I'm not sweating it, but he was. And I also enjoyed him talking about like, uh, Jason Leeser asked him like, Hey man, you just got paid $50 million. What's that like? He's like, yeah, I have no idea. I'm it's, not sure. This is a little fresh. <laughs> this is life changing stuff. Like, you're 25 years old and you're set for life and you're get to play football in your hometown for the Chicago bears. I mean that talk about dreams coming true to the 10th power. That's, that's what Cole commits living, but he also, and then he also added on that he wants to be worth way more than that uh, to the bears. You know, when, when you look back on the deal, which I thought was cool for him to say. Yeah. For me, I think for the Cole commit, obviously the four years, 50 million, 
how much he means to the Bears offense. And it's not just what he can do from a receiving standpoint, but he's going to be a big part of blocking. He talked about that in the beginning. Like that was an area of a game that he needed to work on. And obviously the bears like to run the football here in Chicago. And that's some, an area of his game that has gotten better. And, you know, I wrote an article earlier for all CHGO. Um, Cole Komet is a pivotal piece to helping unlock the Chicago bears offense in 2023. And I think that's why you go ahead and lock up this guy for the, the contract that they gave him. But I think it's just, it's a piece for Justin Fields moving forward to have his best version of himself in 2023. Cole Komet's going to be a part of that, whether that is the receiving standpoint or helping block and set up things for, for big plays downfield. Cole Komet's going to be a part of that. Flu said that like he underlined that this is the exact guy that you want in your locker room, his leadership, the way he handles adversity, works the same things are going well things are not going well things have not gone well lately Cole Komet was a rock solid presence in that locker room and then I asked him today about you know what's the next level for you talking about how he wants to earn that contract and he said like well you know I, I you know I, I do everything so if we're going to run it 40 times I want to be able to impact the the running game if we, if we need to th- if we're going to throw it a ton I want to be able to make making a, a ton of catches so he's just dude's all about winning man he's 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 team guy first second and third which is uh i mean you gotta love that and the talent's there too or else he wouldn't be getting the contract that he just got yeah so some of the details on the contract is 32.8 million dollars guaranteed which is uh slightly above john smith's deal that was um essentially the same in overall money four years 50 million dollars um but he got just slightly less guaranteed um so it's kind of how this stuff happens sometimes, the pecking order of the contracts. The Bears were able to just top that a little bit. Um, I, I like how they did this, though, because it's $20 million in new first-year cash, um, which, uh, and let me give credit to our guy Brad Spielberger, who's been on the show a bunch and is really good with this stuff. Um, so that ranks fourth at the tight end position, getting that much money up front. Um, but the overall average per year is below 13 million, which I think came in somewhere, what, like 12th at the position or something like that. It's, 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 it's much more representative uh, of probably where Cole Komet is overall amongst NFL tight end. So it seems like a very fair deal for both sides. Bears can are, have the flexibility to, um, you know, structure it how they need to like that they loaded the money up front. They don't have a lot on the books here in the next few years. They're going to probably have a big contract that they got to give out to the quarterback relatively soon um, next year. And then one thing I almost sort of forgot about, um, but there is still this minimum that they have to hit on the spending floor this year. So the signing bonus and stuff should all um, apply to that, but the Bears still have about $15 million left, according to Brad Spielberger, that they have to spend this season. So keep that in mind for possible future extensions or signings as well. Well, we all think that Jalen Johnson should be next, right? I mean, if you're going to do it, I would, I would think that he's ahead of Darnell Mooney and I would think you would want to sign Jalen. You're giving me a look right now that you're skeptical of that. Oh, well, I just, I think, I think the Jalen, I, I don't disagree that he should be getting an extension, but I just feel like it's a little bit trickier that they might be, farther apart um so and then mooney i find interesting because that topic came up today and and to me mooney is somebody that they probably definitely want to keep around as part of their core when you hear about the way they talk about him how he how he fits you know the, the culture and everything they want um 
coming off the injury, it's obviously tricky. But if he comes back and has a good training camp and looks like his old self, I, I'm not sure I need to see more than that before I'm willing to pay him. Well, Darnell Mooney, he went on the wait, St. Brown Brothers podcast, and they the Bears, he basically said the Bears are waiting to see how he moves before they can really get into like contract talks and things like that. And now we, we see he's in this ramp up period. He's not completely, you know, practicing yet. But I would think, you know, if they like what he they see, he's moving out there making plays that maybe it's not too far off from the Darnell Mooney extension talks that, you know, maybe we see that happen. Like we just saw the Cole Komet one, because I think this he's also a big factor in helping Justin Fields. And I wonder if that plays in, into the consideration for Ryan Poles. Yes, you need to keep a lot of your good players, but. This one, Darnell Mooney impacts Justin Fields more than a guy like Jalen Johnson would, even though he's obviously a good player for the defense. They need him. But, yeah, I, I think if they see what they, you know, see him moving out there, making plays and continue to ramp up in the way that they want, you know, that's going to be an interesting conversation, too. Well, and, you know, speaking to the maybe they're far away with Jalen, I mean, maybe with Darnell because of the fact that he's got screws in his ankle and he was and he's t- coming off an injury and. You know, there's there's an injury, just period, more risk for him. Maybe he's willing to sign a deal that the Bears are willing to take a risk on, and so they could come together. Maybe that maybe that does line up a little bit better than Jalen, who perhaps is wanting to get paid. But Jaylen, when Jalen's talked about it, though, Adam, like he has not been like I'm going for every last dollar. Maybe he is, uh, and, or maybe even he isn't, and the Bears are still not willing to get to where he thinks. You know, not even the last dollar. Well, he does have a new agency that he just signed with um, and we'll see how that goes. I, but just a box that needed to be checked that I mentioned yesterday is just, he was there today. So like no, no funny business, no surprises today in terms of guys not being there. Um, and um, Cole Komet getting the extension. You could tell he was relieved about that. Just it's been a hectic few days and now he doesn't have to think about it anymore. That's good. Well, let's actually hear one uh, clip from Mooney, Stephen. He, he, uh, it's labeled he was he knew he was going to have surgery on his ankle at some point, which I I was if, if this was something that was out there, I did not know it. He before the injury, he had been dealing with this de- going back to college that, that even if he hadn't had an injury at the end of last year, he was going to have surgery. So this is kind of interesting as to, you know, what he was dealing with and perhaps what it would look like going forward. I kind of had my mindset right after I got hurt. Like, all right, it's going to happen or whatever. But, um, I mean, I plan on getting surgery on my left ankle uh, after season anyways. Um, just prior issues um, from my rookie year to my sophomore season or so. Just God sitting me down a little earlier, and it just happened to be my left ankle. So, uh, I mean, I was kind of prepared to have a surgery anyways. But um, uh, the mental part, I mean, it was some stages that it was it was tough. But, um. Like, I took it day by day, didn't look ahead, um, and took it slow. I enjoyed the process. Um, I guess some things you learn when you're, like, isolated and uh, just by yourself for a while. You learn things about yourself. Uh, just have have a lot of, lot more self-awareness and, and understanding what things are going around, like, around you. So, uh, I mean, you got to calm down a lot, you know. I mean, I'm a calm person, but in my head I talk to myself a lot, you know, just – just point out some things that I just um, I'm, I'm too hard on myself on. I just don't have to be that hard on myself. Just just go and just enjoy life and just just be a 
a good person, be be this happy person that I am. So, I mean, I kind of had my mindset right after I got hurt, like, all right, it's going to happen or whatever. But, um, I mean, I plan on getting surgery on my left ankle uh, after season anyways, um, yeah. just prior issues. Um, so, so there we go. Uh, look, 25 years old, major injury off the field, his lifelong desire, ambition, career, enjoyment taken away from him. So he's going through this process of trying to sit through. I can't move around like I normally have. It's, it just sounds like a kid that's gone through, you know, a lot of maturation here while he's getting himself back on the field. Well, so, well, first of all, I've always thought that Darnell Mooney is extremely mature. Yes, that too. Player for, um, you know, for being as young. And he was like that even as a rookie and why they trusted him so much to play. Uh, as as a fifth rounder so quickly Um, yeah but that was a new revelation today that Darnell Mooney offered up to us we did not know that so he was already planning on having tightrope surgery um, which if you're not familiar with that it's kind of like fixing a severely bad ankle sprain Um, it's what Tua Tungo-Vailoa had done when he was at Alabama that he was able to come back from a few weeks later Um, so that's obviously not nearly as um, significant as actually breaking the ankle, um, which hearing Mooney talk about that today was like when it happened, he wasn't necessarily completely surprised by it because he was having an issue with this ankle. Um, it ends up breaking. Obviously, that's worse. More extensive surgery, longer rehab. Um, and I think a little bit of a question of what would he look like coming back today? And I, I just thought it was very encouraging to not only see him cut separate like we're kind of used to seeing him do but at the same time he also was not afraid to go down like one of the catches from fields he went down to the ground Mm -hmm. another one in the end zone that was not completed he was um he he, like dove in the end zone for the ball back you know back corner and um good i think that's all a good thing yeah, and he was like saying his president, like this isn't new. Obviously, we're seeing it this being the first practice for, of training camp, but you know, they he's been working with Justin Fields in the offseason. They've been working together down in Florida and things like that. And, you know, him just being able to, you know, just continue to separate, play like his old self, that's obviously encouraging to see. And I'm I just hope that we see the same Darnell movie that was going over a thousand yards and was being a productive weapon for the offense. Cause that happens. You know, that definitely helps Justin Fields' chances of getting those 4,000 yards that he wants to get and get this offense uh, to where it wants to go. Do we play both of those Mooney cuts there? I I'm, was a little confused as to what, but I think we just played one, but then it it, it rolled back It'll, in. If there's another one, Steven, let's go ahead and play that one. Yeah, we only played the one. Yeah, it was started looping. Yeah. Let's, uh, the, yeah, let's do the next thing for Mooney we have. We all in the NFL love that. Love how we want to get extended. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I love Cole. Cole, Cole's my guy. Everybody thinks I love playing with Justin. I mean, I do, but Cole, I love playing with Cole. What, like, I talk to him after the game, before the game, in the huddle. Like, I just love Cole. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we we have um, we have communication with. Um, I mean, we have some of the similar similar things with uh, you would say agency wise, financial agents. Like, we're we're like the same like guy. Um, he loves getting on boats. I love getting on boats. And I mean, we just love, we just kind of like the same guy. I mean, you wouldn't think so. He's this big, massive guy and I'm this small guy or whatever, but, um, no, yeah, I love Cole for sure. man. So that was, he was asked about wanting an extension and yeah, of course. And I'm happy for Cole. 
And by the way, Hogue just did that because the cat just came down here and I'm allergic to cats and Hogue just saved me and just ran out the room with the cat. So that's why we had, that's why I went oddly back to back Mooney cuts. I appreciate it. But hey, listen, I've got my right here. I got my Allegra allergy relief. I'm good. You that, don't worry. The cat was, we just, the cat trying just, to save your life. Yes. I, well, he tail was all over my leg and I was like, <laughs> what's up, dude? That's not what I need right now, but we're good. We're good. Your cat Teddy yesterday had scared the crap out of me. He popped out of nowhere. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be locked out of here, but you know, they're sneaky. Hey, Those congratulations. Creatures. They're sneaky creatures. I'll, I'll even, know. I'll go precautionary because we don't want to have me to have yeah. a, you know, a whole fit here. We'll just, we'll just knock one down right now. You're acting like you're allergic. Like if you get, there goes Whoops. that. <laughs> Hopefully the cat won't eat that. Oh, for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, whoops it's not like you're he, he being stung by a bee i don't think you're gonna like listen you don't know what happens to me when i get cat allergic it can i'll start making you you called me out at in the, in, in, in Hallis holiday for doing some weird twitch which i wasn't even aware that i did that like i was hilarious. doing a stretch and i did some weird thing and then you were sitting there with your headphones in at house hall at your studio and like or at your uh, cubicle and literally like caused the commotion no i didn't four different people noticed it because you were just like <laughs> that's not that's that exactly what you did all right whatever maybe i did that's fine i'll I, i'm sure i did do that you know what nick noticed it i noticed it mike berman from nbc was i think felt violated okay i'm sitting next to berman berman has no grounds to stand on in any weird actions at, at training camp and neither do either of you so uh and i'm telling you if if the cat allergy hits it would not be a good thing so this is okay a, i just you know once Normally, I've got to touch the cat and then touch my eyes. Anybody out there in cat land, they, away from they, they know what I'm talking about. All right, back to the show. Thank you very well, much. Take your, Quit being soft yourself, brags. Take your little shimmy to Hooters, why don't you? New that, sponsors to this program here. What a transition by Hogue. Because Hooters is your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up to the plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials. It's going right in the pill. Okay. Don't, don't want anybody to get it. It's in the pocket now. We're good. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we do have toddlers. Yeah. All right. That, yeah. They got tons of great beer, uh, obviously, at Hooters. $6 drinks all day, every day. How about that? Can't get that many places anymore. Uh, check out seafood specials that Hooters has. 1983. For a great year in White Sox history, by the way, but uh, $19.83 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of the anniversary on the fourth of every month. Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83 cent wings mm. and other great specials. The next one is on August 4th. 83 is my favorite number. Wes Welker. Welcome, Hooters. I mean, this is a big day for the show. Hooters is with us. Come on, let's go. We have Hooters, and we also have Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. I mean, come on, let's this is like back to back. This <laughs> that sounds like a great time. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is your home for judgment-free <laughs> cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. One-stop shop. For all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are on your cannabis journey, journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty programs, Sunnyside Rewards, 
let me highlight a couple sunny sides house of brands you have high supply high supply offers quality weed that's always available buds are expertly grown lab tested and available in vape carts vape pens flour popcorn shake pre-rolls shorties and concentrates got a bunch of bunch of different options there and good news the gummies rechargeable vape pen and cart perfect for great moments with the crew and through august head to sunnyside.shop and use code chgo25 at checkout for 25 percent off your total order one use per customer not stackable with other promotions that's not only for new customers Anyone can use our code, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer, must be 21 or older, or have an Illinois med card holder. Sunnyside definitely does something for cat allergies, too. Whoever just put that in there, nice, good, healthy option for your cat allergy. Uh, right. As we continue on to segment two of the show, the CHGO Bears offseason coverage brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at comed.com forward slash powering biz. All right. Chase Claypool. Okay. Interesting conversation today with Chase Claypool. Um, it's obviously been an interesting t- topic, and um, and he, uh, he's been getting a lot of attention this offseason, a lot of it due to his own, you know, stuff he's put out there from uh, the fashion that he did in, in Paris, um, a lot of the good uh, camps that they did out there in Europe, too, that he was a part of. Um, and there's just sort of this narrative that's been following him around since he got here, fair or not fair, that he's just not totally invested uh, to the level he needs to be. And um, I think what's cool about when this stuff pops up um, to, you know, when a player becomes willing and open about talking about it, you can learn some things. So, the motivation thing, uh, there. The, Kogan and I were talking about this for a second at, at camp uh, today, and I, I, I think that there's a couple things that need to be said about it. Number one, anybody who who gets to be a professional athlete, I don't care how talented you are, you are an insanely motivated person. There are there are seven zillion people out there playing sports, and I don't know, half a billion of them are incredibly talented, and they don't make it, and so to get there, all these dudes, in my mind, deserve huge props. Then there's the other side of it. You are competing against the elite of the elite of the elite. And where do you rank in that crew as far as putting yourself you know, into it every single day? And so that has been something that's been called out on Chase. And that's awesome that he pushed back on today. And I liked hearing him push back on it. Like, look, dude. Uh, you know, in the Packers game, my knee nearly fell off. It got cracked and we thought his season was over and he was begging to get back on the field. So don't question my toughness. I, I like, I'm, I'm sitting there like, okay, you, yeah. you advocate for yourself, dude. I, I, I appreciated hearing that from him. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hear Chase Claypool, but just oh, yeah, hearing all the comments, that. I mean, it sounded like he had a, you know, an interesting press conference, had some good things to say. Well, let's play some of it. Yeah. So uh, here he was asked about, you know, Hey dude, you know, the, your contract's up at the end of the year. This is a huge season for him, and yeah, I'm aware. I mean, this is, you know, it's the biggest year of my life, and I understand that. And if anyone thinks my work ethic isn't uh, matching that, they're, you know, they're deeply mistaken. Um, you know, this is, um, I've, 
I get motivated and motivated and motivated and motivated, and it just keeps building on top of each other. My my work ethic grows from the last year. It grows from the it'll grow after this year. I learn from things. Um, I'm always growing, just like everyone in the world should be. They should always grow and learn from their mistakes. The goal is the same at the at the end of the at the end of the day. You know, it's to win football games. And um, my contract year aside, I want to win football games. So everything's in there. Yeah. I, I mean, you you can't. You, we all should be growing every year. There's, I mean, really, this is, it sounds like a mature dude to me. Uh, and, but okay, so we all should be growing every year. How did you grow? I thought it was interesting that, you know, he, he did not grasp the playbook last year. Got her in the middle of the year. It's a lot put on you. You're out there like thinking, not reacting. So what did he do in the offseason? Well, he, he went, basically went back to school. Cue cards. <laughs> Hook up the cue cards, Steven. Um, I make cue cards, um, and I think uh, I think DJ giggled at me when he came in and saw all my cue cards that I had. Um, but I would basically just test myself, and then if I got one wrong, I'd put it to the side, go through my cue cards, and then go through the ones I got wrong, and do that every day until I didn't get any wrong. It would say like a play or a concept? Yeah, so it would say the play on the front, and then on the back it would have the actual drawing of it. So I would just... Uh, read the read the play, and then I set something up in the indoor, where I um, had an AirPod in, and I had an audio recording of me saying the play, and then I ran the play, and then the play would pop up after. So pretty intuitive stuff right there. I would love to hear more about that. That's so up your alley. Like both yeah. of you, you <laughs> technology nerds. But he said it popped up. Where did it pop up? I'm I'm wondering if he's talking about the uh, that virtual. They have that virtual reality indoor. Yeah. Which is like, you know, like a 30-yard wide stretch of actual indoor turf with a big screen. If it, but but regardless, I want to be there. that's cool that he's like not only just – when I when I have heard – first of all, when he's saying cue cards, we're talking about like flashcards, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's a very common way to memorize things, right? You do it with my son all the time, right? With – but it's, it's a good old sight words and you pull out the yeah. ones that you're struggling with and then you do more. But um, to hear that he's actually like in like trying to walk through the plays at the same time in the indoor facility is pretty cool. I, I, I like that. Like, like that part of it, I understand. I think and I, I there's two questions I was trying to get in that I just didn't today. So fail by me. But one of them was um and maybe it didn't even need to be asked and answered because I think it's just sort of obvious, but it's not easy for any football players to be traded midseason. Like this sport's a little bit different baseball. You can switch team. You could probably switch dugouts in the middle of the game and go do your same exact approach. And maybe other than some scouting things against your opposing pitcher, like you could probably still hit the ball, right? Like football, you have to know a whole different playbook. Uh, it's, it's not, simple and especially for wide receivers which is the point i'm trying to make i think wide receiver is harder than roquan smith getting traded to the ravens and having a yes he learned that defense in a few days but it was also a lot of similarity like defense is defense coverages mm-hmm. are tend to be universal it's just more so of what you specifically use on that team and then maybe the the tag you know what the play calls are and the tags that are out there and the you know the words that they use the language that they use with with wide receivers, like there's so much that goes into it. You got to know th- th- at least three different positions. 
within that offense, all the responsibilities, the language is completely different. Um, I think it's probably, if not the hardest, I mean, obviously a quarterback trying to switch in the middle of the year would be, Mm -hmm. you know, probably the hardest, but, but wide receiver, this is not easy. So I'm willing to go along. Plus some players just take longer than others to pick up a playbook, pick up, pick up an offense for Darnell Mooney. It was relatively easy credit to him. That doesn't necessarily mean that one player is better than the other. That's just that side of the game comes easier to others. And so for Chase Claypool, it took another offseason to, to, and by the way, we still don't know if he fully has the grasp on it. We'll we'll find out if it's a problem or not. Well, and even Mooney, who maybe picks these things up quicker, he said today, my second year was way better than my first year because I was out there reacting and not thinking about the playbook as much because he didn't know it. And I look at these guys and quarterbacks, especially it's like, I couldn't do that. Z five, six, nine, four, two, seven. Like I I got a headache just saying that. I mean, there's a, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, So it, it, it makes a whole lot of sense that, that he, uh, had his struggles last year aside from the fact that the bears offense wasn't exactly firing on all cylinders either yeah remember and darnell mooney like admitted when the press conference i ran the wrong route because he didn't know the the play like he was still they're still trying to grasp that offense last season so for a wide receiver to go in mid-season i I think back to the quarterback show and kirk Cousins was learning a new offense with kevin o'connell and he did like that similar thing where he had the plays he recorded them and was listening to him kind of what chase claypool was doing and running it on air like it takes a lot for these players to actually grasp these concepts, to actually understand them. And then when you get in the game, you're going to have to adjust based on what, maybe what coverage you see, things like that. So I think it's, a, they have a hard job, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how Chase Play, Claypool can do. Now that he knows the terminology, the concepts he's with Justin Fields practicing with him. Let's see how that translates on, onto the football field. And, and like, just to try to explain this as easy as I possibly can, but like, let's just say that, the word of for this route combination on any given, like let's just say on this play, it's Dallas. Okay, so Dallas, they hear Dallas and Huddle, and they should know that um, Dallas just means the X receiver's running this route. You know, maybe it's maybe he's running the post, maybe uh, the slots run in the corner, like the other one, the you know, the, the Z is in the flat, like whatever it is. Okay, but you got to know all three, like you can't when you're playing multiple wide receiver positions, you can't just in your head say, okay, when I hear Dallas, I know I have to run this route. It's I have to run this one. Or if I'm lined up over here in the slot, I got to run this one. And if I'm the other wide receiver, I got to run this one. So it's like, it's like three response. Whereas like just the running back knows when he hears the play, like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Or when the offensive lineman here, whatever the, the protection is, this is what we're doing. It's just the wide receivers have to know more unless they're truly only playing one position, but ideally, and it sounds like Claypool is learning multiple wide receiver positions. You got to know all three concepts within one play. And that's, that's kind of why it, it tends to be harder. Uh, And then on top of it, there's all these motions and uh, splits where you're lining up based on which position you're playing, based on what the personnel is. So there's a lot that goes into the wide receiver position, and I understand why it can be. And he he also underlined that I, he, on 
to truly feel comfortable out there. He wants to know on each play where everyone is going to be. So he's not just like thinking about his route, but he knows that Darnell's doing this or going forward, DJ's doing that. So again, I mean, I think excuse time is over for him as far yes. as, you know, you know, like you've been here now, you had a whole off season, you got your cue cards, you've, you've done the, you've done the work. Great. And okay. And he's, not shying away from that it, it's 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 go time like you you should have this down and this is why they pay you what they pay you and it's it, it's time to see it and hopefully the offense will come together and he'll be a big part of it and Guys, if he's not then i say something negative the world will go nuts <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen again but uh just real, yesterday dj Moore talked about the offense he said coming from different backgrounds offenses this offense is pretty unique a lot of different tags and terms this and that that i learned coming in it's helped me grow uh, more than what I already knew, but it's there's a lot of different concepts and terminology in this offense, and he's not the Claypool's not the first wide receiver to you know express that. So it's going to take some time, but I think uh, obviously being in the off season now and learning it, we should see um like you guys said, not no more excuses now. Well, I think we're I think we're all on the same page on two things. Like okay, it's understandable why it took Claypool longer to learn all this. Now he's got to know it. Mm-hmm. Now it's go time. I think where this gets a little bit more in the weeds where some fans have gotten upset perhaps about some of the reporting or upset at him for his interests. And I see both sides of it on social media every day. We didn't play this yet. I don't think the Claypool on how he's now aware of Twitter. Yeah, no, we haven't. Let's let's hear that one because I want to respond to that part of it because I think it it goes beyond just what the fans are saying about him, but here's what he had to say about this. Yeah, I kind of have to be told by my like family like what's going on in the in the Twitterverse. Um, but um, you know, I, I guess I get it. You know, um, maybe you know maybe people were weren't happy with uh, how I dealt with the offseason, but um, that's only the perception that was given to them um, and not the reality that's true. Um, I re- I remember almost blowing my knee out against the Packers. And being done for the game, and and kind of pleading to be put back in, uh, put a knee brace back on, and went back in and try to help my team win. Um, so if there's any questions on how much I'm willing to do to help this team win, um, there shouldn't be. I'm doing everything I can to be as healthy as possible, and no one in the game ever wants to get injured. So I think that's a great answer. First of all, good for him. And there was a question earlier in a comment being like, Claypool sounded defensive to me. Did it come off that way in the room? Only a little bit, but I think he had a right to be, especially because of the questions he was getting. I think he handled it very, very well. What I just want to make perfectly clear is it's, it's long been a tough discussion for me when it comes to players who have strong interests outside of the game of football, because first of all, I think it's very cool when they do. Like, right. I think it's great. And I think it's healthy. And I think both in the short term and long term, it's very healthy to have interests outside of just football, but it becomes tough because inside the building, think about what flu said yesterday. He wants elite competitors. And it goes back to what you were talking about, Carm, and even brought up yesterday with Tiger Woods. Like, you have to be obsessed, though, with this all the time to get to the level that you need to be at to to succeed. And I think, like, when you watch Quarterback, the show on Netflix, you see that from Mahomes. 
you definitely see it from Kirk Cousins, who, mm-hmm. in my opinion, probably wouldn't even still be in the league if he wasn't obsessed to the point that he is. Exactly. Yep. He, he's overcome some of his talent deficiency because of to because of that to maintain his spot as a starter in the league. So as sometimes I'm critical of him as a quarterback, I have a lot of respect for him for how he's been able to maintain uh, his status in the league because of his obsession and being one of those elite competitors. And I think that's ultimately here with Chase Claypool in what he has now declared the biggest year of his life is great. You should have all these outside of interests. I like that. I think that's cool. But can you channel it on the football field, on the practice field, and in games to still show this coaching staff, this front office, that elite competitiveness that they're now on record saying they want to see, which is totally understandable from an NFL football standpoint because these guys' lives are, these guys' jobs are on the line just as much as the players are because they have to win football games ultimately. And those are the players they want. So it can be a dicey conversation. But now that I think that's where we're at with Chase Claypool. Can he show that on a regular basis? Because I, I, I do have to say, this is not just something living out there in the Twitter world. There's been questions inside the building about that too. And I think that's where he's got to prove it. Um, look, and I can't wait to see the results. I'll tell you this, small sample size today. But going back to the start of the conversation, he looked totally invested today. He looked good. He looked healthy. I liked his energy at practice today. I liked when he got the ball, how hard he was running with it. So good, good first day for Chase Claypool, and I hope it continues. Yeah, and if they're going to use him in the slot like they did, like he's he's a mismatch guy. He how big and fast he Absolutely. is. Absolutely, you get him on a linebacker, like stop. That's that should be Chase Claypool winning that matchup every single time. This time he was matchup on Kyler Gordon, won that matchup, scored a touchdown. So Chase Claypool, if Everything is connecting. The, he knows the playbook. He's on sync with Justin Fields. Hopefully you see a big season out of out of uh, number 10 there. Great day for the Claypool. He, my favorite moment, he when he was warming up, he had his jersey like half on. I have a video of this. I'll probably I'll throw it out to the show. And I'm, and I'm sitting there being kind of jerk arm. People are calling it Carl. I'm like, why aren't why isn't your jersey on? Why why aren't you wearing your jersey like everybody else is wearing their jersey? Let's let's get like to yesterday it. we were getting ready for the show and Bragg's shirt was off. Yeah, I oh, well, wow. I I missed that. Thank God. Um, that's that's a rough look. <laughs> but uh, but 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 he kind of sort of put a half on, and then I'm watching him like he was. You could just see how much energy was flowing out of him as as practice was starting, and then he starts high fiving literally everyone. I'm like, all right, and these guys. Mooney gets up there and is singing his praises, and so is Justin Fields. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. So they don't have to. They don't have to do that. Like Darnell does. He could talk about him in different ways, but so he's doing something right off the field or in that locker room. Now the only thing at the end was Courtney Cronin then asking. Oh, that was weird. Fields mentioned the knee because Fields said he tweaked his knee. Field, Justin Fields said Chase Claypool tweaked his knee when they were working out mm-hmm. and then it seemed to be the end of the workouts. And then he started on pup and then he was off pup the next day. And Cordy was like, was that the reason you went on pup? And he seemed like mm-hmm. kind of caught off guard by the question, but also like, didn't want to say too much. And essentially it ended with him being like, that's not why I was on pup, mm-hmm. which the one thing about the knee thing. And also I don't necessarily care about this, but like too much, he was dealing with something. It's clear. I I think it's still something that we got to have to monitor. Obviously, 
you know, there may have been a knee thing. Maybe that's different because Flus was talking about soft tissue stuff back in OTAs and minicamp, mm-hmm. which does not jive with knee. Whatever it is, I think we got to still keep an eye on it. But that was it was just a weird way to end the press conference. Want to be clear that I'm very much in guest mode on this one now. But it sounds to me like they were not happy that that comment of the D was out there. And Chase, maybe maybe he wanted to confirm it. I don't know, but he wasn't going to. We're not going to give anybody any edge on any injuries, period. So he's just going to hope that that doesn't come up. And if it does, he's going to say, no, it wasn't that. And then give you no clarification of what it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to know exactly. That's yeah, what it well, felt no. like to me. All right. Well, one thing we did not need today uh, because of the poor weather was our shady race. Hogue transitions. New thing on the show is Hogue transitions. I give that one a 7.8 out of 10. Excellent transition. <laughs> but we will need it tomorrow. So uh, that's why we broke our streak. Of I had two straight days with the shady race in front of me here. Streak broken today. Rainy. Um, I don't know if we have a poncho sponsor, but Nick, you might need one after that video you did today. And the whole there's a hole in the back of my poncho. I'm like, why is it? Wait, I do have a question. Yes, yes. I I have many questions. You forgot the umbrella, but you remembered the poncho? Because I was like, where did you get this poncho? Who has a poncho? Yeah. So, of course, of course, I stopped by Bears Fit to go work out and then go to the Target that's right there. Yeah. But I have two umbrellas. Great Target. They're just at home. Okay. And I didn't want to buy another umbrella. I saw the poncho. I'm like, this will this this suffice. Did not do the job. I was wet, and again, I had to change my socks. Coming, I have a weirder story on this. If, we, if we're going down this road, that I shouldn't go down. But you know, I'm here for the show to, to entertain you. At the end of the day, I did the I did a singing video with my umbrella today. Yeah, okay. I, I, I haven't I, seen this. I, 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 I sang uh, "Oh, what a beautiful morning" to uh, to go into Bears training camp, and I put it on Instagram and. Uh, my ex-wife sent me a, a, a note on Instagram saying, can I get my umbrella back? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I thought, and I thought she was kidding, but she wasn't. She wants that umbrella back. You gotta get the umbrella. I'm like, I'm like, is there, is there an umbrella in my car? I pray there's an umbrella in my car. Like I, I, I told you guys in the morning meeting, like it's going to rain. Yep. And I, like, I got out like literally at the light before turning on 41 after coming out of the Dunkin Donuts I'm like and I'm standing in the middle of the road like looking there's got to be an umbrella in here before it rains and I look and I found it it was a miracle that I had an umbrella I am not the guy that has an umbrella and so <laughs> well you don't have the umbrella anymore so I got to and I got to return it I got to I got to you know I got to get the umbrella back damn it man I suggest you ship no, I think I she, suggest you ship it I I technically think she wants the umbrella because it was um from her old company and there's there's something there not just the umbrella but any rate but the i was like, I'm like i gotta now i gotta give up the umbrella okay hey, you gotta be careful when you do those Instagram give her videos. half johnny sweat <laughs> here you go here's half your umbrella cut the umbrella in half put it in a box and send it that would be great i need to hear the conclusion of that story in a, in a couple oh, days um all right well this all started with our friends at shady rays we will need the shady rays tomorrow because uh we love our shady rays and they have you covered for the warm weather whether it's training camp whatever you're doing this summer uh they have premium polarized shades at an affordable price that's why we talk about it every day shady rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair we've worn the frames are durable the optics are extremely clear whatever your outdoor adventures are shady rays has you covered 
Uh, and that's not all because they offer the most insane protection of all of eyewear. Um, you know, whatever could maybe you'll get hit by an errant throw from the quarterback. I hope not. And it, but if you did, PJ Walker might do that. No, <laughs> I like PJ Walker. Okay, fine. Tyler Badger might do that. He was picked off. There. Definitely he, not his name, but agent. 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 Tyson, Tyson, not Tyler either. That's my guy. I love Bajent. <laughs> Picked off today. That's embarrassing. Uh, but regardless, if a, if, a, if a ball comes flying, hits you right in the head, and uh, your sunglasses break, which they probably won't because they're pretty darn durable, um, but if they did, they have lost and broken replacements. They'll just send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. They won't ask you who threw the ball or why you didn't catch it or why you got smacked in the head. Uh, they'll just send you a new pair, and it's that easy. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence. They have your back. This is exclusive for our listeners, too. Shady Rays giving out their best deal of the season. Right now, go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO. You'll get 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. This is like getting two for one. Try for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All righty, right. And after you get your Shady Rays, you might want to get your education on, and you would like to do that at Lewis University. Students just like you, diehard Bears fans with sports things going on, plus a full-time job, perhaps a family as well. You're busy, but it is a great opportunity to go back to school and get a respected degree at Lewis University, ranked as one of U.S. News and World Report's top tier colleges they got something for everybody here uh grad programs include criminal justice and public safety data science computer science cybersecurity. you want to go business they've got that too business analytics finance mba project management all of it there's also undergrad degrees if you didn't finish your undergrad you know there's a lot of you out there like that as well no problem you can always go back and get it technology business criminal justice business analytics aviation maintenance going to go that route computer science discover how a degree from lewis can help you build a better world you can learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this all right wrapping up the show last segment got some super chats we need to get to we're also going to empty out the notebooks in this final segment uh during our training camp shows but i know we got a couple Super chats, Stephen. However, you want to throw them up there. We got Mark nineteen ninety nine. Appreciate you, big super chat. Uh, Mark says, "I look forward to seeing four wide receivers set going vertical with uh, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Valus Jones, and Tyler Scott. I think that would put major pressure on secondaries. Look forward to your coverage and watching from Easingwold, North Yorkshire." That's a lot of speed on the field. You get those four guys yeah. out there. So the only thing about that is, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, some packages like that. I will, you know, they don't seem scared to put Tyler Scott on the field, which I think is an encouraging sign for the rookie. I'm excited to watch that as camp continues. Valus Jones came up today. Thanks to this guy asking yeah. Valus Jones mm -hmm. questions on the first day of practice. Love it. Um, we could play that real quick. I thought it was because to, to your point, the question I don't think we're seeing that because Valus uh, Flus is impressed with him, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be lining up at wide receiver a ton. So I, I did ask him about. Uh, we, I mean, we've no? seen him out there. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but it's he. Crowded room though. But, but okay, here you well, let's let's see what the Flus had to say about Valus because yes, I did ask him about it, Stephen. Has anything stood out with the Valus so far this year? 
Yeah, he's. I think he's doing a really good job. First thing that stands out to me is his, his returns. You know, the punt returns and kick returns. He's really been consistent with that and uh, much better. Uh, he's really worked his tail off with that. Um, you know, uh, Tyke's back there coaching him. Omar's back there coaching him, along with Hightower. So I would say that's the first thing that stands out. You know, and then the ability to you know utilize him as a as a guy back there with the jet sweeps and the you know the gadget plays and and also just being a receiver. You know, I think he's got the comfort level. Um, now, second year through, you can see that his function in terms of being able to confident, know what he's doing, know how to do it, um, is really starting to show. So it could be an overcome uh, assessment there that he put the receiving third, but that didn't stand out to you at all? Well, no, I do think it's 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 worth pointing out. You did ask what stands out. That was the question. And he went to the returning first. Then he went to the gadget stuff. And then he went to, oh, yeah, and he's got to play wide receiver, too. I But I also think none of that's surprising. Like, that's what his role on this team is probably going to be. That's what they drafted him to be. The issue last year wasn't necessarily that he wasn't, like, this outstanding wide receiver. It was that he was fumbling the ball on returns, which he couldn't do. And then on top of that, you know, wasn't really finding the niche. I think they were hoping to get him involved in the offense more, but I don't think anybody was expecting Miller Jones to be on the field 80% of the offensive plays. And I don't think that's going to happen going forward either. You know what? I think like when you look back at Velas, the biggest jump he could have made from year one to year two is his ability to be a return man because he, he got that job taken away from him. So maybe that's why Eberflus was so quickly to point that out in his first, um, you know, point of being what, what stands out right now. But, I think we still we we still need to see uh, Valus Jones Jr. as a wide receiver. I want to see if he has improved route running and can still make an impact and not just do it in the gadget way or on vertical deep balls. Because I mean, third round draft pick should be able to do a little bit more. Valus caught a bunch of balls today too, which is part of the reason why I brought it up. And also, like you know, somebody's look. Dante Pettis sounds like he's going to be back soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claypool, I whatever that seems to be moving forward in a positive way too, but they, they might very well need Bayless to be an impact player, at least, at least contribute some 400 yards as a, as a receiver this year, if this offense is going to go. Uh, getting back to that original question, though, I'm, I hope they have some four wide receiver sets too, but the reality is they also have two pretty good tight ends, one that they paid big money today. So it, getting them all on the field at the same time is a little bit of a challenge. And I, I do think that this is going to be an offense that still heavily relies on the tight end position um, as it did last year. So, and that's why you pay your tight end uh, as opposed to the Mike March years where they said, bye, Greg Olson. Bye bye hall of famer. Um, we don't believe in tight ends. Yeah. Whoops. Okay. I'm glad this uh, regime does a um, couple more super chats. Drew, $5. Uh, if Fields dominates training camp as Hogue hopes, would your outlook on the season change, such as your win-loss record? Absolutely. Part of the reason why I don't like putting a final win-loss record, which I eventually will do, and it will definitely be wrong, um, I always wait till the end of training camp, start of the season, because this stuff matters. And absolutely, if Fields has an outstanding training camp, and it's all looking pretty good. That's going to make me feel way better about how it's going to go in the regular season. Um, and so, it, uh, yeah, will I add a win or two to the uh, record prediction? Probably. Quarterback position is pretty damn important. Would you add more if you saw a pass rush in 
the preseason games? That matters too. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sure. So that's I mean I'm just saying like like overall when you're talking about wins, the thing that I'll be looking for most this preseason once we get to that point, August 12th, game 1 is some level of defensive impact happening that we did not see last year up front. Uh last super chat coming from Monsi 499 if Claypool goes over 600 yards, Carm needs to buy a Claypool jersey. Also, are we getting any fantasy advice this year? Monsi, since you just brought that up, yes, we will have a fantasy guest on at some point, definitely before drafts go on. Let's do that. That's it's, that's an excellent producing job by you. And 600 yards, no. But if he breaks 1,000, I will buy the jersey and wear it at least once a week. I'll do that. 1,000 yards, I'll buy a Claypool yeah, jersey. That's, no problem. That's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be a massive season. How many guys? How many wide He's receivers? Done it once. Well, I mean, if Fields is throwing for four thousand yards, who's who's catching all these yards? How about this? A thousand yards or ten touchdowns, mm. right. which he's done before in his career. Yeah. I think as high as eleven, and I think that was his rookie year, rookie right? Season. So, um, that would be that would be interesting. That's Jersey worthy. You can hit those marks. All right, a uh, couple little nuggets to get to from the notebook. Before we get out of here, um, they have 19 guys on the leadership council. <laughs> that was a great moment. In- <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea. I so I asked. So he mentioned how Eddie Jackson, Maddie Rufus mentioned how Eddie Jackson got a ton of votes on the leadership council. So I was like, oh, I want to know who else is on the leadership council. I'm thinking like, I don't know, eight, nine guys. So it's more than it's like your captains and then some. And I think it's a cool idea. Uh, it, he he went on to say like anything that needs consulting from the players, like even the practice schedule or they got to change something or the meals or whatever it is, uh, things on the road. He goes to the leadership council, meets with them every week, gets all their input. I think it's a very good, healthy thing to do as a coach. But when I asked the question, I thought it'd be like eight, nine guys. And he looked at me like funny. And I was like, why is he looking at me funny? And he's like, you want me to name all 19 guys? Yeah, I was expecting I four. I thought there was <laughs> That but then great. he said there's nine guys on offense and or eight on defense or vice versa. I forget. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't add up to 19. But, you know, special teams, damn it. Oh, that's true. There you go. Hey. And Cairo Stan. Patrick Scales got to be on the Scales, leadership yeah. council. Love Don't leave the Scales. special teamers behind. Scales was impressive today. I watched him way too much. I'm trying to create a kitchen, uh, a kicking controversy. Oh, yeah. You're the, as we walked off the practice field, Carm's <laughs> first takeaway had to do with the backup kicker. Andre Schmidt. Andre Schmidt out of Syracuse, number 37. Out of Vernon Hills, damn it. Okay, great. Vernon uh, Hills High School. Oh, hey, listen. Got a boot. He spells it S-Z-M-Y-T. No don't, vowels. Don't forget this guy's it. incredible. You tell me that you don't want Schmidt. And I, so I, That'd be a great word on Wordle. It would be. Bears cut it kicker that got cut so i'm i'm sitting there watching him he's got a bigger leg than cairo santos no doubt yeah. but but cairo is splitting the uprights all day long and i think both kickers have looked good yeah since, same since ota springs mini camp spring sismit missed a couple today when i was watching <laughs> he did i was like come on sismit let's let's go i want to i want to catch a kicking controversy when he, it, when he makes it schmidt and then when he misses it sismit <laughs> which that's that would be the fun of it yeah. i mean when that dude if if sismit was our kicker that that that's like next level move by the bears yeah but i don't i don't think it's gonna happen um 
no pads on still, obviously, not till Wednesday. We talked about that yesterday, but even without the pads, I was watching the offensive line go through the drills. They're working on duo where the, they climb to the linebacker. And uh, Braxton Jones wasn't playing around, dude. Yeah, you're right. Be, because uh, they were the other offensive linemen that weren't in had to hold the pad and basically take the blow. And uh, it was Lucas Patrick. And Braxton Jones, I thought, was going to take him to the other side of the field. And Lucas looked at him like, settle down, man. And then he did it to Cody Whitehair the next rep. I mean, of all the guys doing the drill, Braxton Jones was like taking it very seriously. I appreciated it. Love it. it was great. Yeah, I love. I love that they still had the Bears DJ there. Did did he did Braxton Jones look bigger to you? Well, he was supposed to work on know. it, but we weren't that close to him. I, I, my distance look at him, he looked a little more just chiseled. How I'll, I'll say it like that. That'd be good. I hope so. Yeah. Um. So practice was originally supposed to have fans there today. It wasn't open to the public, but it was community day, and they had to cancel that because they moved inside. Um, but the Bears DJ was still playing at practice inside. Thought that was a nice touch. The best moment of practice, Justin Fields, perfect deep ball to DJ Moore. DJ, this video has finally gone. Uh, I think oh, the, have a video the Bears nice. posted it on Instagram, so it's now making the rounds. We'll let's retweet it or something on the CHGO Bears account. But um You'll see DJ Moore. This is why I love wide receivers that are crafty like this. They don't push off. They create the space by creating content, a uh, contact downfield, leaving that space at the last minute where they can go towards the sideline. If you don't create that space, now you run out of room. So he creates that space. Working on a rookie, Ty, uh, Tyreek Stevenson, and then uh, Justin Fields put the ball right where it needed to be dropped it in a bucket near the front pylon great play but the best part about it was the song playing by the dj at the moment just happened to be go dj that's my dj great five yep good song good song uh real quickly from uh, just to share some of my notes here uh noah sewell got some reps with the you know the first team he was sent on a blitz on one of these plays you guys i've been wanting to see these running backs pick up the blitz and pass protection, they're not in pads yet. But Noah Sewell went right by Khalil Herbert. Justin Fields actually, the it was an incomplete pass on the play, affected by Noah Sewell. And a guy that we heard a little bit about in minicamp, Terrell Lewis, he had a really nice rush against Darnell Wright, and that was something that happened back in minicamp. So uh, Terrell Lewis getting a little bit of the best of uh, the Bears' number 10 overall draft pick. I don't like that these, these like isolated pass rushes that we keep seeing that are good or they seem to be coming against Darnell Wright. I think once you hopefully once you get the pads on and see 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 more Darnell Wright. Because it's just uh, I'm not going to put anything on the lineman really until I see the pads go on next week. So that'd be fun. A quick minor nugget. Um, But the Bears did wave Sterling Weatherford who was on the team last year. Um, Special teamer mainly linebacker and the uh, Rams have claimed him. So yeah. you know, what was your favorite moment of the Sterling Weatherford era? Well, I actually have one. Oh, I had my mustache, only my mustache at the time in the locker room. And he came up to me. He's like, that's a really nice mustache. I'm like, Sterling, you're my dude. That's big. Yeah, that was huge. That never happens. No, uh, I, I'd also like to put out there that the fountain was flowing again yes. today. Yep. 82. If you're going out to training camp, Deuce Fountain out of northern Iowa is in his fourth season. The fountain was flowing, man. Dude's got length. Darius, I find him interesting. Darius Fountain. Darius Fountain. Deuce. I, I thought you had a nickname for him already. I am calling him Deuce. Yep. Deuce Fountain. 
Darius Fountain over Josh Blackwell, left corner in the end. So great ball placement by Justin Fields. Fountain's elevated, came down with the touchdown. Great play by the Fountain. Fountain was flowing. Also, I need to do some investigative journalism. The uh, funniest bit, the funniest unintentional bit that continues to go on in NFL circles, and especially inside the Bears building, are the amount of people that get me and Dan Weeder confused. And there was a prominent one today, I think, or it was just a very nice compliment. I need to do some more digging on this. I, I'm not sure, um, but it happened again today, and it's hilarious, especially because one time my son confused us. Like that's <laughs> the you, that's the level it's gone to. Are you going to take this a step further and explain exactly what happened? No, I'm going to do some more. I'm going to tease this for future shows. I need to do a little bit more digging on this. I'm curious. Yeah. I need to clarify with the person I think it happened with what really happened because it was one of those things that would caught me so off guard. I just like kind of went with it and just kept going. Um, and then later I was thinking about it. And I'm like, I think he thought I was Dan Weeder. Hey, so Weeder got uh, it was a tough day for Weeder. Normally always in the front row of press conferences, mm -hmm. banged to the second row. He was looking around trying to figure out what to do. I was like, Dan, I can't help you. I'm in the third row. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Potash was in his was was front and center. Biggs was front and center. We were just uh, slacking today. Yeah, that's something, you know what, I didn't bring up on yesterday's show, but I think there needs to be a, a investigation into uh, the Sun-Times. And um, I'd love to know how Pat Finley had just the – one of the top two front row seats yesterday when he showed up behind pretty much everybody. Um, you know, I'm not saying that saving seats is beneath us, even at CHGO. Um, but there is a level of respect. Like yesterday when we asked Nick, Hey Nick, you're there. Could you save us some seats? He didn't go for the front row seat. He's like second row. You know, there's like Near a, me yep. putting yeah. me in the third row. We just want a spot where we can ask questions where the microphone can still pick us up. Saving the front row seat. I agree. That's uh that's a questionable move there by a Patrick Finley. But I will say that uh, I had a Finley moment today where I went into the one bathroom that we have access to uh, right after Patrick Finley. And sometimes you go in the bathroom after people and they don't take care of all the situations there. <laughs> Finley left a perfectly okay. perfect bathroom. Don't you worry. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> okay. people that don't. <laughs> okay. Finley's bathroom was outstanding. And I appreciate that because if because because if, if I walk in on a non-perfect bathroom, i.e. pee on the toilet seat, then I don't want to be the guy walking out of there. And then you think it's me if somebody's walking in. So now I've got to clean your seat to keep myself from being on uh, you know under fire. And Finley, pristine. I appreciate you, Patrick Finley. Some of the other people out there, I'm not going to name names, but I've seen some faux pas. A little disappointing. Not you, Nick. Not you, Adam. I'm like, wait, wait. No, no, I'm not calling anybody out on the show. I promise you. Well, I'm glad you made it to the end of the show. Didn't get murdered by the cat. Didn't get murdered by the That's cat. That's good. Um, now I think about it, though, Pat should have that front row seat because he's always the one who no one can ever hear his questions. Soft-spoken. Pat's not really a soft-spoken guy, though. It's only when he asks questions. He's a fast speaker. He's, he's got a tone. So, yeah, you put him right there front and center, and the mic picks him up. Yeah. 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 Okay. Makes I'm okay sense. with it in hindsight. Uh, this was a fun show today. <laughs> Love their practices are back. We got to get outside tomorrow, though. I don't care what the air quality is. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a smoker. I don't want my lung damaged either, but you know what? It's football. So we have to make some sacrifices. Outside.
And if I need a, no, I'm just, obviously that's actually a serious issue for a lot of people that, you know, have asthma and stuff like that. So I understand why the bears move practice um, inside. I just hope it doesn't happen again tomorrow. I hope the air quality is better. Get your shit together, Canada. Come on. Uh, those up. which they have every right to say to us as a country too about a whole other yeah, amount I'm, of issues but i'm just talking about uh you know the smoke coming down can i'm not going at you i want to come visit so uh, i want to be welcome i understand this is not in your control canada tough We're world talking out. about north korea here they're not going to ban you from the country for talking I, shit about I, the smoke I, people 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 watch it's this canada. show <laughs> canada the nicest people in the world last thing i welcome you with open arms very friendly i'll see you soon canada i, want, I, want... I have a new cousin born in canada last week oh congratulations uh, yeah. Remy. shout out to baby remy give us a lick um, come on big show tomorrow from uh what time tomorrow everybody four o'clock right adam four o'clock yes we have the um <laughs> national this is the cody park aliens are real and i'm one of them <laughs> by the way aliens park has park has been on that's fire a whole today another thing aliens are like here did you know that no, I didn't, and and I and I don't. And like here, I think Parky Nagy went Parky today. Is, is the way it feels. Stop trying to figure out who's who and well, just Nagy's enjoy the bet. I haven't seen Nagy. Parky's been here. I think Nagy was Parky today. Come on to him. Okay. All right. Here's what I need to tell you about tomorrow. Um, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center in Rosemont. CHGO is out there all day tomorrow, including our show. So we're still gonna be at practice. Still gonna be at house hall. Then we are going to run. I'll probably drive, but we'll get down to uh, the Donald E. Stevens Convention Center for the largest sports collector show that is going on. It runs through Sunday. We're there tomorrow. Um, I've heard some rumors that we might have members of CHGO walking around with free tickets, too, if you happen to run in us to maybe a, a Jake <laughs> Flanagan or. Yeah, this is the un- this this umbrella. Is going away. I'm cutting that thing in half. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. In my bag. Anyway, that's all happening tomorrow. Shows at 4 o'clock tomorrow. We'll have you covered from camp. Make sure you're following all the social channels. Uh, sign up for the newsletter. Read Nick's stuff. AllCHGO.com. Become a diehard. You'll get the newsletter in the morning in your inbox. CHGO Instagram is where you want to see all the video, by the way. Yep. Yeah, okay. Make sure you're checking us out on Instagram. And um, yeah, I think I got it all covered there. We'll be at camp, David. We'll be there, brother. All camp long. Oh, yeah. If you're at camp tomorrow, come say hi. Wear your CHO gear. Do it. We love you for doing it. Brick by brick. Half off uh, sale right now. On sale right now. And uh, we want to see those shirts out at camp. If you do see us, please say hi. Talk to you tomorrow.